and that's the way it is. That's Nightly News for this Wednesday night. I'm Tom Brokaw. This is primetime television here, folks. It's showtime! Welcome, my friends, to the FTV Live Netcast, episode number six. I am Scott Jones, maybe one of the few people that have not been paid off by either Fox News or Bill O'Reilly to uh, keep my mouth shut. Uh, How about that? Bill O'Reilly, New York Times reports, paid one woman $32 million to keep her mouth shut. $32 million. Now, of course, Bill O'Reilly says, oh, no, 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 I didn't do anything wrong. I just didn't want to drag my family through this. So he opened up the checkbook and wrote a check for $32 million. No, no, Bill, doesn't work that way. I'm sorry. It's, uh, you don't pay anybody $32 million if you did nothing wrong. Uh, You know, corporations, people have paid off people just to, when they figure out that, the litigation may cost more than the, uh, you know, whatever the eventual fine will be or something like that. But this is $32 million. You you don't do that. You don't do it. And uh, I have to be honest. I am so glad that this is all coming to a forefront. I, I grew up with a, a mother that was in politics and was also a uh, station manager before, you know, it was women were station managers and uh so she dealt with a lot of this crap you know back in the day when you were just told to take it suck it up and move on and uh the idea that the bill o'reilly's the roger ailes the harvey weinstein's of the world are finally being called out and finally maybe in this world which is so screwed up right now or at least this country is uh, maybe it will get better because of this. You know, props to Gretchen Carlson uh, for getting this ball rolling because she really did get the ball rolling. And, you know, people say, well, you know, she waited till she got fired before she did it. The woman was trying to support her family and she was taking on the most powerful man in, in media, in TV. Um, yeah, she rolled with it for a long time. And... Uh, she put up with it. Uh, it doesn't mean it didn't happen. It obviously happened. You know, Fox News paid her a lot of money. Roger Ailes lost his job because Fox News wanted to keep him around, but they couldn't because they knew what he did. So what Gretchen Carlson did, she didn't do it while she was employed because you know what? She was rolling the dice. If she takes on the most powerful man in television and loses, she's never getting a job in TV again. She's going to be blackballed from the industry, and she has no way to support her family and everything else. If she takes them on and wins, that's great. But are you going to roll that? Are you going to roll those dice if you're in that same situation? If you're in that situation and you're being harassed by one of the most powerful men in the media industry, are you going to take that chance and take this person on, knowing you're never going to work in the industry again, you're never going to get a job, and and that's your problem. If you lose, you're, you're, you're screwed. So, yes, when Fox News decided not to renew her contract, she decided to still, you know, again, taking a huge risk knowing that if she lost that, 
She's not working in the industry again or anything else, but she took the risk, she rolled the dice, and she got this ball rolling for, you know, women in this world. I mean, women in TV, women in media, women in the movies, women everywhere. She got the ball rolling to say, enough's enough, we're standing up, we're not taking anymore. And uh, I give her props for it. I give props to any woman that is standing up now. Um, the only thing I ask is when you do stand up, you know, name names. Take the person on head on. Because when you say, I was harassed at a TV station, and you don't name the name, all the managers at that TV station are, are painted with the same broad brush. So people start looking at those managers. Is that the one that harassed her? Is it him over there? Did she harass it? I mean, nobody knows. So if you're going to stand up, God, I hope you do. But please, name names. Name names. Say who harassed you. And uh, and when you do that, uh, you know, a lot of people are behind you now. And a lot of people are going to listen to you. And it's thanks to people like Gretchen Carlson for that. So... I don't mean to start this whole netcast off on such a serious thing and, and, and not, you know, be joking and having fun because that's what I like to do. But, you know, stand up, take control, and uh, continue to uh, keep pushing that snowball that was pushed by Gretchen Carlson. And you know what happens when you push a snowball. It keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where it's so big, it's unstoppable. And that's what needs to be done. And guys, uh, let's be honest. There's, there's a Bill O'Reilly, a Roger Ailes, a Harvey Weinstein at almost every TV station. And uh, the time is up on you guys. And it's time for you guys to clean up the act and move forward. Um, no more. No more. So uh, it's, it's really time to look at yourself and if you're a guy and you see something said or done to another woman or another guy, guys are getting sexually harassed as well. Uh, I know this for fact. I know this for fact. Um, but when you got to help, you got to stand up and you got to speak out because that woman could be scared to death to make that call. And if you can go in there and just say something, uh, you know, you could you could really help out a coworker, somebody that's in a lot of trouble, and somebody that's hating coming to work each and every day because they don't know what they're going to deal with. So, as I said, I hate to start the po- the netcast out. I almost said podcast. I almost said podcast. I hate to start out the netcast on a downing note, but uh, you know what? It's time that Bill O'Reilly knows that, uh, you know what, his days are numbered, and, uh, you know, I know he has his clones that just are going to say, oh, it's okay, Bill O'Reilly didn't do this, you know, whatever. Uh, Those people are brainwashed, and uh, I could make some comment about them. I won't. I'll just leave it at that. Let's bring in a guest. My guest today on the podcast, or netcast as I like to call it, is uh, it's interesting because as long as FTV Live's been around, I can always see in my stats what people search, you know, when they come in. If they come in from Google or Bing or something like that, 
they they put in a search term and you know like sometimes it's Robin Mead's feet and that brings them to FTV Live which I'm sure disappoints them because I don't have any pictures of Robin Mead's feet but anyway one of the people that is always ranks at the top of the search all the time every single month is Dorothy Lucy Dorothy has been out of TV for years now but she's still one of the biggest people uh, in L.A. television. She's still loved. I still get emails. Whatever happened to Dorothy Lucy? What's up with Dorothy Lucy? Why the hell did they get rid of Dorothy Lucy? I get this all the time. And if you people don't know who she is, she was on Good Day L.A. on KTTV, the firm, when it was good, uh, when it was Good Day L.A. And then, for some reason, uh, it was her, uh, Jillian Barbieri, and Steve Edwards, and it was it was kind of like WGN Morning News is now. It was that good, and then for some reason they blew it up. They got rid of it. But anyway, whatever hell, what the hell happened to Dorothy Lucy? Well, let's ask her. Dorothy, welcome to the netcast. Well, I had no idea people were searching. Uh, Searching for me. They don't search my feet, do they? I mean, no, they don't. They only search Robin Mead's feet, and I don't know what that's what do you all think about. Robin Mead's feet. I have no idea. You know what? I, I, don't I either. It's kind I mean, of. The other parts of her are really pretty, but I don't know about her feet. I, so anyway, Dorothy. I mean, what are you? What are you up to now? All right. Well, I just taught a class. Um, God knows what I'm passing on to this next generation, but I'm teaching at Pepperdine, and uh, today our subject was social media. And actually, they probably had more to teach me than I had to teach them. Did you uh, explain to them that you don't smile at a crime scene? I, you know, that is the first thing I told them, and I credited you, and I told them that they should be reading you. And you know what? I'm going to out my husband right now. The first thing he does in the morning is go to your blog. Well, that's awesome. He yeah. reads it every morning, and then, of course, he forces me to listen. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'm, your, husband is a, your husband's a good man. So you were at... Uh, a true journalist. One of the last journalists standing. The, uh, so you were at Good Day LA. You guys just absolutely rocked it. I mean, your show was not only known really well in LA, but it was, it was known across the country. And then they decided... Yeah, we heard that Saturday Night Live almost made fun of us. We were like, damn it. <laughs> and then they decided to blow it up. What, what's up with that? Um, you know what? I, I don't know. I may be the wrong person to ask. Honestly, I, I, have, I have got some theories. People have told me a few things. But really, I don't know. I mean, we were still you know, a, a, a ratings machine. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was amazing. I mean, I used to watch it whenever I could, whether it was streaming or if I oh, was I out. Oh, you said crappy things about us. Come on, because you always pick on people when no. they're on TV. No, no. What I you mean, say about us? If you're good, I say good. If you're bad, I say bad. I just call it the way it is. Well, we, we were good in a very um, silly way. Well, just like WGN Morning News is now, and it's one of my favorites. So, I mean, they're good in a silly way as well. So I think that uh, the uh, I, I remember also, you know, when people search FTV Live, one of the stories that they go to, uh, they end up on because they're searching for your name, was about a blog post that you wrote, and it got a ton of traffic for me, so I'm sure it got a ton of traffic for you. You wrote a blog post that your news director literally said to you that watching you made his eyes bleed. That was my first blog, and it was probably a terrible mistake, but what the hell, I did it. 
what what was his reasoning? Because you know, let's be honest, Dorothy. You you're a beautiful woman. Why did your Why did you Why did you make his eyes bleed? Well, he was talking about my voice, so I don't know. Are your eyes bleeding right now? Because I am talking. You know what? That's the the thing is, and I was actually going to say this in the introduction. I could have just had you talk, and people would have known who you were. But I think your voice is like one of your biggest assets. I mean, I love your voice. Oh, thank you. You know, whenever I'm out and about, um, I mean, sometimes I get recognized, sometimes I don't. But as soon as I speak, I always get recognized. And I have to say, people are so kind. To this day, people will be on the verge of tears telling me that, that they never watched the show again. And, and they they were just sad because we used to make people happy and I never know what to say you know when people say oh I never watched again because I don't want to say oh thank you for not watching even though even though inside even though inside you're doing like a little jump all right great now you know what um people used to show me the ratings you know um and, and they were great and I think they thought that that would that would somehow bring me joy, but it doesn't. I wasn't a cheerleader for Good Day after I laughed. You know, I wasn't like, rah, rah, please watch that show. But I also, you know, didn't want to see it fall apart. The uh, Well, now, Life After News, I mean, one of the things, most people leave TV news, and what they do is they go into PR or they go and sell furniture and become the spokesman for the furniture store or car dealership and everything. I should be selling furniture? Okay. But you you did, I mean, you showed that, you know, some TV news people have a heart and you worked with this group that helps kids all over the world called Mending Kids. You know, explain that a little bit. And, and you may say the name of my charity as many times as you uh, possibly can. I always describe it as a uh, Doctors Without Borders for kids. We send surgical teams all over the world. We also have missions in um, L.A. We call it our hometown mission. We'll do 20 surgeries in um, one day in L.A. Um, we go to 63 countries. The thing that I really think sets this charity apart is we send doctors who make a commitment to go to the same place once or twice a year for five years. So they're teaching the surgeons there. And after five years, we can go somewhere else. You know, that is just, I mean, it's awesome that somebody's out there doing something like that and everything. Oh, and by the way, when I say we, it's so embarrassing that I say we, because obviously I'm not a surgeon or a nurse. I always say I provide um, toilet paper and M&Ms for the doctors. (laughs) That is my job. Yeah, but I mean... I play with the kids. Yeah, and you know, that's got to be rewarding. I mean, you've taken kids that have had deformities and stuff like that and, and, and just helped these kids out. You've, you've literally saved lives, you know, mending kids. And, and uh, I mean, what made you get, what, what got you into that? I mean, what, what made your heart go, this is what I want to do? Well, I was a part of Mending Kids um, even when I was at Good Day. And honestly, something that, that makes me, I was just writing a blog about this today, makes me a little sad is that when I had a platform, I didn't use it for good like I could have. And I think I occasionally mentioned the charities that I was working with. But you know what? When you have a platform, you know, be Oprah, use it for good. Um, I was working with Mending Kids back then. I remember doing, I was on my first mission trip and I was um, in Africa. I was in Ethiopia. And they had asked me to Skype into the show. 
And so we were back at the hotel, you know, because of the time difference, and we couldn't find the, the right plug. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's Africa. You're going to have technical issues. You know? And so I was kind of freaked out because we couldn't get the Skype going. And then I had a friend of mine who um, I have traveled the world with uh, was trying to fix it for me. And he finally got it fixed. And then he, they came to me and he dove under the bed. I was like, you know what? This does not look right. I don't think this is the message that myself or the charity needs to be sending out. What are you doing on these missions, Dorothy? But uh, yeah, I was involved with many kids then. Okay, so you've been out of TV news for years. We're guessing five years. We're not sure. <laughs> um, do you miss it? Do you not miss it? What's the, uh, you know, a lot of people leave TV news and they never look back. Uh, and other people leave it and they kind of miss it. Uh, how about you? There are things that I miss and they're so ridiculous and superficial. Like I miss my um, fake eyelashes. I used to get fake eyelashes every day. <laughs> I, miss, I miss theater tickets. <laughs> I miss some of the people some of the time. So now you and it was, uh, do you still keep in contact with Steve Edwards or Jillian? Uh, I talk to Steve every once in a while. I'll get like just a funny, absurd message from him every once in a while. And I talked to Jill last week. So, and how's she doing? She, you know, she's doing a radio show on KABC and she's got two gorgeous kids. Well, I don't think that surprises anybody. <laughs> that uh, she has two beautiful kids because she's beautiful herself. So when you, um, when you talk to these kids that are going into school, because TV is so much different than you know, it was when you and I were in TV, and I would argue a lot of it is not for the better. I mean, do you try and, uh, do you try and warn these kids that there's great parts of it, but it's also a very superficial business? Well, you know, I've had some great speakers, including um, my old news director, Jose Rios, who is just one of the um, all-time great humans and the nicest news director to ever live. And afterwards, I said to them, you guys are getting the wrong idea. You're thinking people in TV news are nice. I said, you know what? This business is not that nice. And then um, David, my husband, said he would come talk to the class and show them that not everyone in TV news. <laughs> Is nice. Well, hey, if I get out to LA, I'll come over and talk to the class, and then they'll really yeah, get the idea. Please do. So, well, I, you know what? As I said, it's seriously, I get an email a week, and you've been off the air for five years. I get an email a week. Where's Dorothy Lucy? And as I said, every month you're at the top of the search term. So there's a lot of people that definitely miss you and wonder where you are. I'm glad we could answer some of those questions today, but. Uh, you know, just, you know, tell them I'm, I'm busy poisoning the next generation. And there you go. And you know what? Professor they, Lucy is busy poisoning the next generation. Dorothy, it's great catching up with you and uh, good luck. And, you know, your work with kids should be commended and what you do. Oh, you. And I appreciate, uh, as I said, I appreciate you stopping by. Okay, thank you. Great talking to Dorothy Lucy, the woman with two first names, Dorothy Lucy. Uh, I've been a fan of hers for a long time, and as I said, very uh, a lot of people have been because she's been out of TV for a long time, and people have been wondering, where is she? What happened to her? Well, hopefully that answers some of the questions. It also answers the question that not only is there life after news, but there's life after news outside of PR or something like that. She's making a difference. She's teaching. 
She's uh, helping through a charity, mending kids. I mean, she's doing a lot of good in this world, and it's great to see that when you leave TV news, you can actually try and make this world a better place. And uh, that's my goal, I guess, of today's netcast, is just let's try and make this world, or at least the TV world, a better place. And I'll be back, hopefully, in a brighter and happier mood. But right now, that's it. I'm out of here.